hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Ron G, in the building for this week's episode of Wrestling With My Thoughts. Very good day, very good day, very good day. And I am saying that because yesterday was not such a very good day for me. But uh, I'll save that for uh, for the opening conversations for the rest of the crew once they join us. I want to thank you all for taking time out of your busy schedules to join us here for the show we always appreciate the support and the love that you show. Uh, what's going on, Kurt? How you doing, man? Good morning. How you doing? Good, man. Good. I cannot complain. Much better than yesterday. It's kind of what I was just jumping into. Uh, I was going to wait till Brandon joins us and uh, finish up that little bit of the conversation. But uh, I was just welcoming, welcoming everyone to the show uh, this week. Folks, we're going to do things a little bit different this week. Uh, we're not going to do any show reviews. We're not going to do any um, any commentary on ratings and no news per se. Uh, we're not going to do the wrestling news like we normally do it. Uh, this week, we thought we would just freestyle a little bit and uh, just kind of have a conversation amongst the three of us and, and you all out there in the audience. Uh, we're talking about some of the things that happened this week in the wrestling business throughout history. Um and of course, we're going to touch on the uh, the passing of the Iron Sheik. Uh, Kurt, how was your uh, how was your work week? Uh, work week was good. My son had to have his time for taking out uh, Wednesday morning, so he had a rough uh, Wednesday night and Thursday morning. He just started eating uh, yesterday. We thought we were going to take him back to the hospital to get IV, but he's doing much better. So good. work was good. That's good to hear. I meant to ask you about that. I saw the. Saw the picture, but uh, didn't know exactly what had, uh, excuse me, what had happened or transpired. They had to have his tonsils and adenoids taken out. They were, they were, they were huge. Yeah, I, uh. came in in after that and said, hey, those were pretty big. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I had, uh, I had a, a pretty bad bout with tonsillitis one time. And was for certain they were going to take my tonsils out because of how bad it was. Uh, but nope, they left them in, left them intact. So, so my uvula swole up. It's like a, several times. I'm talking about where I couldn't even swallow or it was hard to talk. I thought it was going to be a little thing hanging back your throat. I thought I was going to choke to death. Oh, wow. Man. Yeah. What's going on, Mr. B? How you doing? Hey, what's happening? Nah, what I can't on, call it, man. I can't call it. How was, uh, what is this, week two or week three of vacation? Shit, I don't remember. <laughs> that must be nice so, to say. So I, I, no. so I just want to ask you. So I just want to ask you. Yeah. I just want to ask you this. <laughs> how does it feel? How does it feel to wake up in the morning during the week knowing I don't have to do a goddamn thing for a week? <laughs> I, I mean, if I, if I don't want to. <clears throat> well, it's cool. Especially on days where I absolutely do not have to leave. But what I'm having, what I'm finding is there are days when I legitimately get bored and I don't have nothing to do. And it's like I have to get up and do something. I got to get up and I don't want to be in the house all day. So that's like the dilemma that, you know, I'm kind of in right now. And, you know, some stuff going on is giving me something to do. But at the same time, I don't know. I guess I feel like I should be like out of the state somewhere, across the yeah, country, across yeah. the border, or something, doing something. Have you ever you thought know? about just doing Uber just to pass the time? 
Well, with the, 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 well, we can talk about the car later okay. <laughs> because okay. that, that, yeah. Before I, I, I do, you. before I do Uber, I, I think I need to get a new car. So I got, you. I got, you. yeah. Yeah, I. But, uh, but it's, it's 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 all it's 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 all right. I've been able to get, um, I've been able to get a lot of rest. That's good. a lot That's of rest. Good. Good. Try to, you know, clear my head and, um, you know, despite the circumstances, just you know, have a, you know, just time to clear my head and you know, I'm still, you know, getting the place in order and everything, trying to figure out where you know I want stuff to go and, you know, it's a couple of things that happen that I got to kind of do a reset or whatever, but. Other than that, man, it's 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 all good. I just get I just get bored sometimes. That's yeah. all. But yeah. once you get it set up, me and Ronnie to come out there and break it in. Oh yeah, we absolutely. Need, we need to we need to come out there and fuck it up. I mean, uh, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And the other thing, I have a lot more space to work with. And what the this is the problem? I need. <clears throat> I didn't realize just how much shit that I have. <laughs> And so I just have stuff that's just there, and I'm like, I have nowhere to put it. And you so never I have to go and um, I have to go and like invest in you know some shelves and stuff like that. You never and know that until you move. Yes, uh, I was just about to. I was waiting for you, you to never finish, know how much but stuff yes. you have until you move. Man, I'm like, how in the hell this stuff? Look, this stuff that I've been looking for is a remote that I found that I lost for three years. Hey. And I'm like, what? This was a whole fire stick and everything. And I'm like, I've been looking for this for three years. That's the reason why I ended up buying a bunch more of them because I had lost that one. That's Mm. hilarious. So, Ron, I want to ask you something. How is the Rodecaster coming? Um, I'm still learning some things on it. As I said, I do have to get another mic. Um, I did watch a YouTube video on how to use the, the Yeti mic that I have now on the Rodecaster, but I think that guy was using a Rodecaster Pro 1. I've got Pro 2. Okay. Um, so I'm just going to order a, a whole new mic uh, with the uh, the right hookups and all of that. Uh, so I haven't used it to record anything yet, but um, I do like it. Uh, it's got, I've got, I have a soundboard that has, uh, I want to say like four or five channels to put uh-huh. stuff on, um, to clip music and put it on there, to clip something we say and put it on there. Um, and I do have that irritating ass. So y'all be hearing that a little bit. Um, but no, I, I'm, that's one of the things I was going to talk about here at the opening, man. I am very excited that I was finally able to get that thing. Um, I've been wanting it for like a year or so. Um, uh, but just didn't had to wait for things to fall into place and and things to be right in the budget to grab it because it wasn't a cheap piece of equipment. Um, but yeah, I will I will definitely be using it here in the near future and definitely once we get together uh, as a trio in the same place, uh, it's got uh, mic hookups where all three of yeah. us will be plugged into the same thing. Yeah, because what I have right now, only two of us can plug in. So I want to know how that goes. So, because I'm thinking about buying the same thing you have. Well, yeah, the the Rodecaster Pro Two has four mic hookups. Mm-hmm. Did it come with the four microphones with it, or no? You didn't buy it. Now they do have a package that you could purchase um, with the with microphones and headphones. Headphones, yeah. Um, that one's a little more expensive. <laughs> yeah, I um, saw that. I saw that. <laughs> yeah. That's but a, the, that's a straight text right off right there. But I have heard I have heard great things about the Rodecaster or the Rode uh, Pod Mic, and which is what I've been looking at. And I'm going to get what I plan on getting is the Pod Mic that 
and a arm that'll go over the top of it. You guys can't see this. I'm sitting here moving my hands like you guys see the setup I have right here. Uh, but it'll go over what I've got right here, and the mic will be hanging down in front of me versus sitting on the on the disc. Yeah, that because I have a boom arm. That's what I have right now, and it's, it's hanging over it's right in front of me. Nice, nice. So yeah, I, I can't wait to to actually have a chance to use it, um, which I haven't been able to do yet. Uh, Brandon, you mentioned something about getting a lot of rest earlier, and that's something I wish I could get right now. Um, these two gentlemen already know about it, but I'll share it with you guys, uh, there in the audience who are listening yesterday was just a, a, or at the start of yesterday, uh, was a very, very rough day for me from a mental health perspective. And, um, I couldn't initially, I couldn't figure out why I was feeling this way, but I think I pinpointed the reason and I'm not going to go into that right now because it's my personal information and I don't really want to go into it right now. But, um, yeah, it was just a really rough day and I haven't been able to sleep well. Um, I haven't been able to, to like just rest in general. I I told you guys when we did the pregame that I've, um, I'll be sitting and doing something like right now. Um, if this was yesterday or previous days sitting here, I would have had to have gotten up by now because I just, I, I could not sit still to save my life. And, um, then came the feelings of depression and everything. So, uh, I think I pinpointed the problem, like I said, and, and took the necessary steps to get away from that. But I said all of that to say this, uh, rest is important and it's good, Brandon, that you're, you're getting that chance to have that, that rest. But I just want to encourage everyone else out there, uh, take care of yourself. Um, Absolutely. you know, we, we all, we all think at some point when we were younger that, uh, you know, we're invincible. We don't need to rest like, you know, we think we do or whatever, but we do. Um, and take care of yourself. And if you feel yourself in a, in a situation where you're depressed or in a bad way or, or whatever, mentally speaking, reach out to somebody. Um, I got to say one thing, uh, real quick and then we'll, we'll kind of dive into the show, but, I want to thank everybody who reached out to me yesterday, who be it privately or via Facebook messenger, whatever. Um, There were a lot of people to show support yesterday. And I was genuinely shocked is the wrong word, but that's the only word I can think of at the moment. I was genuinely shocked by how much support and love that was shown yesterday uh, with what I was going through. And, um, so I just want to thank you two gentlemen for checking on me and uh, everybody else out there that uh, that did as well. And again, if you find yourself in a bad spot, it's 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 not a sign of weakness that you need to talk to somebody. That's bullshit. So, yeah. All right, gentlemen. Well, uh, we'll start off the show coming out of that. Uh, start off the show with a little bit of uh, sad news. We we lost another wrestling legend. Uh, this week, my fa- one of my personal favorites. <laughs> so, what's that? I said one of my personal favorites. Oh, really? Yep. Ah, I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, we lost the Iron Sheik this week. Um, real name is Hossein Kazro Ali Vaziri. Uh, he was what eighty-one, I believe. Eighty-one years old. Yeah. Um, 
it had been in bad health for several years. I think it's just a, a matter of some of his drug use, but I think a lot of it had to do with ring wear and tear. Um, he debuted in 1972, I think it was, and up until just a few years ago was still taking independent show bookings. Um, <clears throat> if you've never had a chance to watch it, I would strongly urge uh, fans out there to watch the documentary called Chic. Uh, it's a great documentary. It oh, goes really in-depth in his life. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Very good. As a matter of fact, um, back before Wrestling With My Thoughts was a wrestling podcast, uh, after watching that, that documentary, I reached out to the people that were representing him and, uh, and asked about possibly doing an interview with him. And the response I was I, I was given was a little unprofessional in my opinion, but uh, I, I would have loved to have had the chance to interview him. Um, yeah, and it's kind of ironic because last I watched that documentary actually last Saturday. Oh wow! Yeah, last Saturday I was flipping through the channels and I saw saw it come on. So I said, "Let me look at it," and I watched it. I was like, "Man, this, they put this together really good." Yeah, I mean they they so like. Them taking him to the to the trap house to get his what he called medicine. Yeah, I mean it. It got into what all was going on in his life, and I would also like to say, um, I moved from Atlanta, Georgia, down to Palmetto, Georgia, when I was fifteen or sixteen. He lived. Now I don't know it was at the time, but he lived in the same neighborhood that I moved into in Palmetto. Wow. Um. A friend of mine said that she used to go over to his house and play with his daughter. She didn't know, knew nothing about wrestling, so she didn't really know who he was, except that he was just this super big guy that loved to work out and play with his daughters. Um, but he used to live in, in the same neighborhood that I used to live in. And I'm like, another miss by a wrestling fan. <laughs> My family quit going to wrestling matches once I was born. It's just all this stuff that happens in my mouth, up in my mouth, in my in my life that I, I, I keep missing. So, but Brandon, you said he was one of your favorites. What was it that attracted you to uh, to Shiki, baby? That right there. <laughs> Talk bad shit. <laughs> so this is my first this <clears throat> this is my first memory of the Iron Sheet. So I think I've said on this podcast before. The very first pay-per-view that I remember watching, even though it predates me, but because I was born in 90, but it was the Wrestle War 89. Gosh, and that was the match with the um that was the match <laughs> at the Nashville Auditorium that we read when we went to go see Rick Flair's last match. And on that card, it was Rick Flair versus Ricky Steamboat, uh, the Steiners versus Varsity Club, I think, and I got introduced to the great Muda and that miss for the first time, blown away. And this is where I saw Sting versus the Iron Sheet. So I watch it with my brother. And, you know, I just see this guy with this big old dude with this little headdress on. I ain't know about none of the, you know, the, you know, the Muslim culture and all this stuff. So the first thing that I looked at is I said, hey, why his shoes curl a little bit to toe like that? <laughs> <laughs> and so, <laughs> so Sting comes on out. And um, they do the ring, they do the ring introductions and everything. And so the um, and I actually went back and watched this yesterday. And so the uh, the ring announcer goes, 
you know, the iron sheet. And then Sheet grabs the mic and say, Former World Champion! <laughs> 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 and then he took, off the, he took off the thing and he had the little, I'd never seen the handlebar bus dash. He had the bus dash. It was just a big old old. That's what this big old old dude, he draws over these shoes, curling up at the top like that, wrestling like that. And then so over the years or whatever, I ended up watching the, um, when Hulk Hogan beat him for the title. And, um, and everything. And I didn't know, you know, he was in the WWF and he had been the world. He was legitimately the former world champion. And then, you know, he went with all the, you know, fuck at the Hulk Hogan and hop to it and all that other, man. <laughs> Sheik was fun. Sheik was so damn funny. Man, he yes. So yes. Funny. That Twitter oh. account was on fire. Oh, my God. That was my favorite Twitter account. Every so often, he'd just give me one. He would be like, rest in peace of somebody. And then he was better than that old. That old bullshit Hulk Hogan hot food and all that other stuff. <laughs> Man. But oh, do y'all remember the episode of Jerry Springer when he was on the episode of Jerry Springer? No. Mm. Y'all don't remember? Oh, okay. I'm going no. to go on YouTube. I'm going to send y'all the video. Okay. That, that was... Oh, I remember ahead. watching that episode live, and then they just brought it back. <laughs> that shit was so damn funny, man. I mean, they, you know, Jerry Springer's like, darn, she getting the whole crowd just went wild, man. But... <laughs> Man, hey, man, man, she, man, Sheiky baby, man, that that dude was a he's classic, man. Sheiky baby, classic. Man, check it out, Brendan. Are you aware of the story of him in WCW and how he that's got paid I, for like that, two years to just sit at home? I, no, that, that's what I forgot. That's what I'm about to bring up. <laughs> so yeah. they forgot. They they forgot his contract expired. It rolled over, <laughs> and they just he was just sitting home getting paid. Yeah, <laughs> they, they they had no clue. Completely forgot about had, the contract. They, they, they just forgot about it. He got hurt and went home. His contract expired, rolled over, and he just getting he kept getting paid for like two years. She's sitting home. She's sitting home earning like six figures, uh, yeah. and, and not having to do a damn thing. Cheesing. Oh, this is my last story. Yeah, they so, ultimately forgot about it. Yeah. Damn. So this, this is my last story. So. On Twitter, they showed like a clip of y'all remember the Legends Roundtable? They used to come on the old 20, yes, 24/7. Yes, I love that shit. So Michael Hayes was telling this story about how she ended up getting a positive drug test, right? <laughs> so, oh yeah, I know that story. <laughs> so you can go ahead, I know it, but it's, it's hilarious. So, she, so I'm gonna try to get through it without laughing. So <laughs> you won't. She, <laughs> so. They were drug testing everybody, right? So Vince went back up to, uh, to the Iron Sheik and was like, uh, Sheik, the, the test came back positive. Man, tell me why the Iron Sheik damn near threw a whole parade because he thought that the positive meant that he passed. So he... <laughs> so, yes, yes, Sheik positive. Sheik very positive. Sheik positive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he threw a damn, like he threw, he threw a damn birthday party for himself. <laughs> and he didn't realize that positive meant, dude, you tested positive for drugs. There's drugs in your system, damn it. And I got to send you home and all that. And he was where he was running around the block room hugging people and shit. But I think he knew. I think, I, I think he knew. I think he knew. I, I, I think he knew when he tried to beat the test and he thought he beat the test. <laughs> and and the flip side of that story is, him and Hacksaw got into some trouble for that because it yeah, did. Yeah, uh, kayfabe was still a thing at that point in time. And for those that don't know that story, um, Sheik and Hacksaw. Sheik being a heel, Hacksaw Jim Duggan being a babyface, they were traveling together. 
that and was they were actually feuding at the same time. Yeah, they they exactly, and that was a no no back then. That was before you know. Nowadays, it doesn't matter. Everybody knows everything that goes on behind the scenes. But back then, they were still trying to hold on to kayfabe, and they got pulled over the drug bust, and they're in the news together of being in the same car. And Vince lost his shit, and he fired both of them. I think. Yeah. He fired both of them. Yeah. And, uh, and it wasn't because of the drug test. It was because they were, no. they were in the same car together. Yeah. So. God damn it. You know better than that. Yeah, Brian, man. Both of car together. God damn it. Both of you. You're fired. Damn, damn it, pal. What the hell are you doing riding in the same car? <sighs> You're fired. So, yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, it, let me ask you guys this. With, without the Sheik, would there be a Hogan? Whew. I think I think yes I think so I think they would just have somebody else um, lose to Hulk Hogan but I definitely think so yeah okay because yeah. if, if, if correct I if, think I think she made Hogan um, his initial launch bigger because of who he beat yeah because the, if I'm not mistaken that was at the time of the the hostage crisis right. I think it was, yeah. yeah. But I, and I said, I think because of at that time what was going on and who Hulk Hogan beat and who Iron was, I think it, it made his start to um, fame bigger at that moment if it was been versus anybody else. But I think Hulk Hogan was just on a trajectory to be who he is, who he was, and who we know him to be. Yeah, I mean, we can we can talk all we want to about Hogan. He's, at one point, he says he wanted to be like Dusty Rhodes. At one point, he said he wanted to be like Billy Graham. And a lot of people give him a lot of shit about that, saying that his story changes depending on who's interviewing him and what they're talking about. But it's hard to deny that that level and that much charisma in in, in terms of wrestling coming out of one individual. Um, say what you want to about Hogan, about how he did the same thing in the ring every time and he was boring. Ultimately, that's what led me not to like Hulk Hogan as a child. At first, I loved him, thought he was great. Then it was the same match every time. Yeah. But that dude could cut some promos. He he wasn't necessarily, and it's not necessarily what he said. It's just the way it came across. High energy, charisma everywhere. And I love, absolutely love any and every uh, promo that him and Macho Man did together. Not because they're good promos, because they're funny as hell. Yeah. They are, yeah. ooh, brother, I can feel it. And Hogan's like, oh, yeah, brother. Man. That, that, it was weird. That, 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 <laughs> so this is weird. saying, as I got older, because, you know, when I was young, I didn't know no better. Hulkamania, all kids love Hulkamania. Yeah. But as, as as I started getting older, the leg drop just wasn't real to me. I'm like, that's some bullshit right there. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just, like you say, the same match over and over. And we all know Rick Ray had the same matches over and over. But it was the same match, but he made it kind of different every time. Yeah, yeah. To yeah. where you can, you you enjoy it. Well, Hulk Hogan, that shit just got boring. Rick Flair tailored his matches to his opponent. Yeah. Now, and I, yeah. I, 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 was, I agree with that. I was just about to say, you brought up Ric Flair, Brent. I was just about to say, Kurt, I don't know if you remember, but when we were working together, you and I had a conversation about that. It started off with talking about how Hogan had the same match, and it ended up going into 
how Ole said that he hated Ric Flair because it's the same match every night. Mm-hmm. And once I thought about it, I'm like, but damn, that's true. Rick did have the same match every night. So it gave me a better perspective on Hogan because I like Ric Flair and I think he's arguably the best wrestler. And the only reason I say arguably because other people are going to say somebody different, but um, arguably the best wrestler to ever set foot in the squared circle. I liked him, but he did the, ma- the the same match every night. But as Brandon just said, he tailored that match no matter how he did it. He still did the flare flop. He he still... I don't think Ric Flair has ever fucking nailed a, a top rope move. Ever. Yeah, he did. He did? He did a few up. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, <clears throat> but uh, that last match with Shawn Michaels, he nailed a top rope move. Ah, okay. Because he was, he was quote-unquote retiring. Yeah. So they let him have it that night. Yeah. You know what? That should have been the end. Um, definitely. That was like the perfect way to yes, first of all. That, that was match a, should not get off track. Look, that match should have closed the show. This is, this is going to sound funny what I'm, what I'm about to say, but that was a beautiful match. It was. It, yeah. I mean, because all of the, 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 all the real emotion, not, not played up emotion, all the real emotion coming out right then. Yeah. And, and like, I got goosebumps thinking about it now. And I'm not a huge Shawn Michaels fan. But that was a great match, and that should have been his curtain call. Yeah, it was so, perfect. And that match should have closed the show. Yeah. But, you know, Flair refused and everything. He's like, you know, championships going on. <laughs> yeah. But, but that, I thought the Iron Sheik was a close show. I thought the Iron Sheik was a great heel. A great yes, heel. Absolutely. And I thought, him, yeah. I thought him and Nikolai Bokov was a very good tag team. Really, really yeah. good tag team. Yeah. And I, I love when they was in uh, WrestleMania against uh, Barry Wyndham and Mike Rotundo. When they beat and they were the US Express at the time and they were the World Tag Team Champions, I thought that was a good good match as well. Very much so, very much so. And I used to like him doing the I, I don't know what they are, the Iranian barbells or whatever, where he would take those weights and swing them around. The, the, per, oh, Persian, uh, the Persian Club, the Persian Club. Club. There we go. Okay, I couldn't remember what it was, but he would do that. That shit was impressive to me, absolutely. So, so we want to. We just want to offer, as a as a collective, want to offer our condolences to the the family, uh, friends, and fans of the Iron Sheik, which we all are as well, uh, in his passing. And I would like to. Oh, go ahead, Kurt. You have something to say? Yes, I do. I want to add that he was married for forty seven years to the same woman. Wow, forty seven years. In the wrestling business. And live. Yes. I think yes. when, he, when she, he passed, they were living in Fayetteville, I think. Yeah, they were. They were. Mm-hmm. They had Georgia. That's where he passed. Damn, Down Street. Yep. Yep. Damn. But married to the same woman for 47 years. Wow. Wow. So yeah. I would like to pay tribute to Sheiky uh, Baby in a very, <laughs> uh, very good way or very chic-esque way <laughs> so if gentlemen if y'all want to follow along once i'm done feel free but no, you go right ahead son. the fucking young books they suck <laughs> now that's all i wanted to say and fuck it the hulk hogan <laughs> for my watch hey <laughs> cash money shit <laughs> love it love it hey, love la, it, la, love la, it. hey shout out to the iron sheet man i i thoroughly you would definitely one of my Personal favorites, man. Mm-hmm. Not even just off the earrings stuff, just the, the cash money shit. It's <laughs> fucking hilarious. Yeah, man. So, um, yeah, just coming away from that, it's, it's, it's just a lot 
of history with him. I mean, um, from being in the Olympics, uh, being the bodyguard of the, I think it was the Shah in Iran. Uh, just, he, he lived a very interesting life. And that's saying a lot for somebody that, that lived in the wrestling business for so long. So, but coming away from that, uh, the bloodline storyline seems, oh, well, before I get to that, before I get to that specifically, folks, the reason we're not doing any reviews right now is because quite frankly, we, we three don't feel that there's been anything really to review except just saying who won matches. Um, because outside of the bloodline, there's really not much exciting going on in the world of wrestling right now. Um, yeah. I like we are definitely in a, I'm sorry, but we are definitely in a, uh, dry spell right now. Yeah. Yeah. I think television wide, everybody is in a dry spell right yeah, it's now. That, it's that time of year, man, where, uh, NBA is wrapping up. Baseball's just got started. Dry. Yeah. It's, it's that, it's that moment where everything's kind of dry. But with that said, the bloodline is still going strong. I, I've, I've heard some complaints though. I've heard people, uh, certain other podcast hosts saying that they're tired of the bloodline. They're ready to see it move on. I am not one of those hosts. I still think it has a lot of, uh, legs left in it, a lot of miles left in it, given the things that they're doing right now. And it is easily the best thing in wrestling right now. Uh, Kurt, would you agree with that? I would agree with that. But I, I so I agree and I kinda agree with them. I do want to see it evolve at some point. Because in my opinion, I think solo, he just keep putting me at the mind of Umanga. And I think you can do a lot with him. Yeah. Where he can be a bigger uh, individual star outside of the bloodline. Okay. Brandon, what about you? Um, how, how, what do you, how do you feel about the bloodline storyline? You wish they would, you know, cut that shit short or, or keep it going? Um, they can keep it going, but I agree with Kurt. This has got to, this has got to evolve, and I think it needs to kind of branch off a little bit. Let <clears throat> some of the other guys work other programs with other folks, and they don't have to necessarily tie into like the main bloodline thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Because you know, after a while, you know, you see this been going, this storyline been going on for three years. Don't even seem like it, but it's been going on for three years total. So it's like after a while, it's like you just kind of get, you just kind of get tired of it, I guess, and you just want something fresh. But this is one of, at the same time, like this is one of the best storylines probably since Austin and McMahon that the WWE has done in a very long time, and it's yeah. a long story, and it's keeping people on the hook as well. So it's like, you know, they, they hit a home run. They, they hit about three, four home runs with this one. And, and grand you know, slams. whenever it ends, it's going to end. So grand slam. Yeah. Grand. Thank you. Grand slam. Yeah. It's, I, I mean, couldn't figure out the name of the damn film. <laughs> I couldn't. I'm like, what the hell is okay. the name? All right. But yeah. Last, last week it was Kurt. I, I screwed up at the beginning. Now you're screwing. So it's come full circle now. We got all that, that, that screwed up talk out of the way. <laughs> man, well, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But I do it every week. Um, yeah, man, I, I think that the storyline is, is fine. Uh, there, there, you know, some things here and there they've done that, that may not be the best thing in the world, but it's easily to me the most interesting, most compelling thing, and only thing really to watch in wrestling right now. Um, AEW isn't putting 
anything out right now that draws my interest. Anything. And WWE, like I like what they're doing with Damian Priest. Um, I'm interested in seeing where they're going to go with him because I think he is on a uh, very big upward trajectory. Um, but as far as week in, week out, what I want to know what happened with is the bloodline. Um, I think the thing that's getting stale to me is Sammy and KO. That to me is what's getting stale. But I like the direction they're going in with the bloodline. Um, question for you. The, uh, the belt, the new belt that they gave Roman. So now it's trash. <laughs> yes, agreed. But Lord have mercy. so is he now going to come out with three belts or? No, just the one. Just the one. Okay. All right. Yeah. You know what? I think because I don't know if y'all saw this last night on SmackDown, but they did debut a new women's belt. I like that belt better than I like the heavyweight championship belt. I missed it. I didn't. Uh, I, well, missed that part. Um, it's, so it, it looks better, but I think all of them are terrible. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, who I mean, they it, got it ain't, the, it yeah, ain't the best all belt. Them are but yeah, but that the women's belt look miles away better than the heavyweight. It does. Belt. It does. But this 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 the problem I have with WWE right now with all their titles. Why does it have to have the WWE symbol on it? Just make a regular goddamn belt. Seriously. You're here. I'm like, it's just stupid. Because even though, okay, yeah, if it's for merchandising purposes, all right, fine. But everybody well, knows. God damn, damn, you know who it is for. Man, all the belts look the same. Belt. Yeah, it's just stupid. All the belts look the exact same. So I'm like, how in the hell I'm gonna be able to tell? How I'm gonna be able to tell the women's title from the universal title from the world heavyweight? It looked all the belts damn near look the same. Mm-hmm. And you don't they have do. to clash that big fucking that big ass fucking WWE thing right in the middle exactly. of the goddamn beat. Do it like back in the day. You put it on top of the belt. Brain is it his whole chest. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like put it like real. It on, on top of the belt so we know what it is and do a regular ass design. Or even if you want to get creative, fine. As long as it's presentable. You know what I'm saying? Even exactly. with the belts that they tried to be different with. The Intercontinental title, the U.S. title, or yeah, the U.S. title and the tag team titles. Even the ones they tried to be different with. Those are all ugly. Kurt said yeah. every single belt. I'll go a step further than what Kurt said. Every single belt in AEW and WWE, the two major promotions, are ugly as hell. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Because Absolutely. I, I can't unsee it now, but with that TBS championship, it looks like it says hose. <laughs> Damn. I'm serious. Take a look at that logo on that belt next time you see it. You're going to see hose. It's the hose title. So, but, uh, yeah, man, I, I just think I'm, uh, with the bloodline, like Brandon said, um, they've hit grand slam after grand slam after grand slam with that storyline. And I think a lot of that is in large part due to Roman's reactions to things. The dude, uh, has, and I hate to use this word because it sounds like I'm talking about acting instead of wrestling, but it is acting. Um, his his facial expressions and his reactions, um, the fact that even when they, they almost started laughing with Sammy's stuff, um, mm-hmm. Paul Heyman has been Paul Heyman and has done an excellent job with them. <laughs> um, so it, it, I'm interested in seeing where they're going to go. Um, I, I'm not one of these people who says, you know, flip the switch on it because let's look at it. And I'm, I'm not necessarily comparing 
the horseman to the bloodline. But the horseman storyline went on forever. It did. Um, so you had some good versions of the horseman, and you had some complete shit versions of the horseman. Because that original, that original horseman, horseman storyline went on for what? 85, 86, all the way to 91? Yeah. So I, 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 I think, and, and I don't think any of us from that era um, got tired of it. If anything, we was waiting for Dusty to get his comeuppance. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see what's going on, man. Um, somebody said something really interesting to me uh, this week involving Darby Allen. Uh they commented on on the Wrestling With My Thoughts Facebook post, and um, I commented back saying that I think AEW is screwing Darby Allen right now. They screwed him with the, the Four Pillars match, and I think they're screwing him now by having him go in a different direction than MJF. I think that's a horrible mistake. Um, but they said that the reason that AEW isn't putting the title on him right now is because of his of sexual abuse allegations. And I know in the pregame, all three of us said that we weren't aware of anything that was going on, um, which I think is interesting because you would think with everything that went on with the Me Too movement and especially related to, to wrestling shit, Joey Ryan ain't been seen since. Nope. <laughs> but Darby's on TV every week. Elton Dream too. <laughs> say what? Velveteen Dream, too. Yep. Oh, God. His situation. Every time we see him, he got a mugshot. So. Yeah. His, his situation is just, uh man. Um, yeah. But I, I'm pulling it up right now, sexual abuse allegations against Darby Allen, because um, I cannot remember the names of the two ladies that I was given. Uh, let's see. Darby Allen. Let's see. Oh, it's domestic violence, not sexual. Oh, damn. This this headline that I just looked at. AEW star Darby Allen accused of rape and abuse by X. Oh, oh my shit. Now see, yeah, let me click on the this and this article is from August of 2021. That's two years ago. Yeah. So I don't know if this has been, if this has played out in court now. Um, let's see. I'm trying to figure out who it was, though. Uh, Hallie Cromwell. I don't know who that is. Wow. Let's see. She said in this article, quote, it got to the point where I was so disassociated and was walking on eggshells all the time that I didn't say much, and if I didn't reply how he wanted, I would get screamed at. He would tell me if I didn't do things he wanted me to, to do, he was going to leave me. He was also he, he would also threaten to leave me if I didn't have sex with him or do sexual things and perform sex acts with him. It took me a long time to realize that threatening someone to have sex with you isn't consent. It's rape. I struggle with this to this day and have so many fears around sex and around intimacy. Holy shit. Now, now here's here's the thing. Uh, I realize this two years ago, so it may be settled by now. It may come out that he wasn't guilty. I don't know. But with this situation right here, this pisses me off more about the uh, the Jay Briscoe situation. Um, Darby's been on TV. I don't remember Darby being off TV two years ago. 
I don't either. No. Um, Sammy Guevara got sent to um, uh, not anger management, but sensitivity training for his remarks about uh, Sasha Banks. He got taken off TV for a minute. Yeah, because he was in that that uh, rehab, not rehab, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as soon as he was done with that, he was right back on TV. He was right back on TV. And and you know they say the reason they didn't want to bring Jay on was because of his comments ten years ago. Which again, I've said it before on this on this show. I don't agree with what Jay said. I don't stand by it. He was dead wrong. He should have been punished in some way, and I think he paid the price for that in more ways than one. And I'm not blaming AEW. I want to make it very clear. I'm not blaming AEW that, that he's not no longer here. But I am saying that had they hired him, it is very possible that Jay wouldn't have passed away. And it's just it's mind-boggling to me that they have a guy that's accused of rape and a guy that, that literally said he wanted to rape someone still on TV. Um, so I, I don't know, man. It's, it's just shit like this bothers me. Um, yeah. I don't know if either one of you have anything to say about that, but I, I had no idea that he had those allegations against him. I didn't either. That, all that's either. news to me. News to me. Shit. But yeah, yeah, now, speaking of Joey Ryan, he popped in my head the other day because uh, somebody said something about the dick flip or whatever. I can't remember when it was or what the context was, but that dude has not been seen because if you remember during that, that Me Too movement, he was very outspoken talking about people and how they're being sexist and all this stuff and blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden it comes out that he's been accused of some shit. He just disappeared. You ain't heard jack shit from Joey Ryan since then. I never liked him anyway, and I thought the dick flip was... That, to me, is the dumbest move ever in professional wrestling. So... Not the... Not the uh, 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 what's the name of Cody's move? The Cody Cutter? Cody... Uh, you got the Crossroads. Crossroads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crossroads. Crossroads. Yeah, well, I think, I, I think the Cody Cutter is better than the dick flip. Well, I, I, I have no idea who you're talking about at all. Okay, Dick Flip. This is the this is Joey Ryan's finishing move. Who the fuck is Joey Ryan? Joey Ryan was this guy that he wrestled on the independents and he did a lot of intergender matches. And he would use his, basically, he used his male genitalia as part of his... Um, his dick. <laughs> so basically, he, was, he, basically, he, was, basically he, was, he was Mr. Ass, but, you know, he's Mr. I might have to go look it up because I, I have no idea who you're talking yeah, about. He, he, yeah, the finishing move was he would take a lollipop out of his the, the front of his trunks and then start gyrating, if I'm remembering correctly, start gyrating, and and the, the person opposing him would be so compelled that they put like an iron claw on his dick and Joey would swing one way and then swing the other and the opponent would flip. That was his finishing move. Really? Yeah. Absolutely. Who came up with that dump? <laughs> I guess Joey Ryan. Who, who hired his ass? I've never seen And when, never, he, never. he used to be in TNA. Really? Yeah. You may, Once you see him, you'll probably know who he is. You just don't know him by name. He looks like an 80s porn star. And and I, I'm i not, that's not me overstating it. He looks like an 80s porn star. I'm looking at him right now. I just don't remember him. 
<laughs> speaking of that, never seen a wrestler that was alone. not wrestling related. But speaking of '80s porn stars, Ron Jeremy has been committed to a uh, mental institution. Damn. <laughs> and everybody knows who the hedgehog is. Yeah, he's trying not to go to jail. That's why. And he was found. He was found incompetent to stand trial. That's why he's in the mental hospital. God damn. Yeah. So he, he got away. He, he got away with all of that. Well, I yeah. say he got away with it, but he yeah, he wasn't found guilty because it never went to trial. Because he was never going to get out of jail ever in his life. <laughs> Hell no, he was going to everybody say rot in jail. He was going to rot in jail. He, he was going. So yeah, that's that's what happened there. And my thing is, man, and he's old as hell anyway, right? Yes, oh, he got he got to be about what seventy, eighty years old now, somewhere yeah. around there, somewhere around I, there. And here's the thing, to me, man, you're in a business where you getting now. I, I ain't getting into the details of shit I know, but um, you're in a business where you get paid to fuck and you decide to take advantage of women? Come on, man. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't man, know. that's the same way that football player. Uh, He's an idiot. I'm talking He's about. Idiot. He's a you know exactly idiot. who I'm talking about. Yeah. 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 And you, you a football player, you have access to all these women, but you take advantage and when, of them. And they, but the thing about it is them women, look, they was beating his door now. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That, man, cause I, I, that shit, that shit, that shit like that is what frustrates me the most. Because I'm like, you can do whatever, and I'm not want to go too deep off into it. it's a wrestling podcast. But it's like if you are a person that's in a position to where you can pretty much live out every man's dream or whatever, there's no reason for you to have to take advantage of nobody. Right. And I just don't understand the psychology behind that. Maybe it's a power thing or something. I don't know. It but is that's just, but is, is that is the, and let me be clear. Is that wrong for any man or even any woman to take advantage of anybody sexually at all or their body? Agreed, concurred. It's, 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 it's dead wrong and it's unnecessary. You don't have to do that at all. But if you are a person that has more of a more uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? You have more leverage than other people. Use the leverage that you have to get what you want. Do it the right way. Don't take advantage. What you taking advantage of people for? Exactly. And Dan Sharper, them women would drop their drawers for that dude. Yeah. All he had to do was say, hey, how you doing? You know, can you, let's go back to my room. And they, most of them were like, okay, let's go. Yeah. They found him that attractive, but you drugging women to have sex. Yeah, like, what's, what's your problem? That's crazy. That's, what's your problem? I, I couldn't believe that when I heard I that. I couldn't either. That's 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 and he insane. ain't acting. No, they, they pause. Listen, but he ain't listen. Acting. No, one woman, listen. When that when all that happened, I'm just the radio, and one woman, one woman didn't even know what he looked like. And one they and they was like, "Well, can I? Can you show me his picture?" They, they she showed they showed her pictures, and he, and she was like, "He wouldn't have to say nothing to me, but just like come home with me." Yeah, that's how I was attracted. They, she found him. Like you just come home with me. And we, we can have sex right now. Damn. But to be huh. drugging these women, all the women he did, like, dude, what's your problem? And and what what bothered me was, and prov- provided that he is guilty, which uh, personally I believe he is, just because of oh, the amount of people. Oh, he's guilty. He's guilty. So <laughs> alleged abuse that, that, well, not alleged, because he admitted to it. Anyway. The point I'm trying to make, Bill Cosby's situation, and then Cardi B comes out and talks about how she used to drug men to rob them, mm-hmm. and nobody says a fucking word. Nope. And, like, I, I'm not trying to shit on Cardi B, but I'm like, 
okay, if, if what Bill did was bad, and it was, is, and will yeah. be in the future, what Cardi B did is just as bad. And, man, it's just, I don't know. I know we're getting I off think topic. It, just, it, 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 it literally just depends. A lot of this shit that go on in society today, it literally depends on who you are and how much money you got. Yeah. And a, a lot of the, here's, literally. Here, here's what I'll say about this, this topic in a nutshell. I don't think, and I can only speak for men. Uh, well, I can only speak for me as a man, rather. I think a lot of us don't understand what rape is. A lot of us think rape is grabbing, in this case, in my case, rather, grabbing a female by her, uh, and, and slamming her down on the ground and just taking her, taking advantage of her. That's, that is rape, but so is, come on, have sex with me, have sex with me, have sex with me. Keep yeah. badgering somebody down until they finally give in. Yeah. That is sexual abuse. You know, or or using your you, Brandon, you mentioned it. Using your leverage or your position of power to influence someone. Hey, if you you know you do this for me, I'll make sure you get this part. That's yep. sexual abuse. Yeah, and I look. I know there's some ladies and some men that say those women knew what they were doing. They knew what they were giving, getting into. They made. They, I'm sure they were completely com- conscious of what they were doing and what they were getting into. The problem was those women were made to believe and and taken advantage of by a person who had the power to make or break their careers. Yep. That's sexual abuse, folks. And that's just and, that, and shit like that for anybody to do anything like that to me. That's way. That's yes, wet because yes. it's like without the power that you had, that that just tells me you can't even get it on your own. Yeah, you you, you know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. I don't know. I, I just I have a lot of feelings about. I have a lot of feelings about. <laughs> we we, we, we may do, we may do a this. show on that one day because it. I mean, it, can. it, it, it we, we can because it, it needs to be, it, 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 it needs to be it, talked about. It's it low self it's, it's low self esteem, and then it's also want to be in power. To make you feel like you're in charge of everything. Yeah. That's a whole nother show, a whole nother topic. So let's get let's get back on track on yes, what we're talking about. Yes, sir. Today. I agree. That's what I was just about to say. Shout out to Kurt. Shout out to Kurt for uh, keeping us on track. <laughs> Kurt, Kurt is the is the adult in the room right now, bringing us yes, bringing us children back on topic. <laughs> so another thing we wanted to do uh, and try out is um, we want to do some watch alongs with you guys. Um, I. I think we'll start maybe let's let's give it two weeks to really for the three of us to come up with what we want to watch and then announce it, you know, well in advance for uh, for fans to be prepared to watch it with us if they uh, choose to do so. But another thing we want to do is is take a look at this day in wrestling history, um, any particular date that we're doing the show, we look and see what's happening or what has happened rather on that particular day in the world of professional wrestling. And we've got some things here for June 10th in chronological order, starting in 1983 for the first time in 631 days, the NWA world heavyweight championship changed hands when Harley race defeated Ric Flair in a two out of three falls match in St. Louis, Missouri race scored two falls to Flair's one. Correct me if I'm wrong. Was this Harley's last run with the title? Or did he? Later a year again? Uh, 83. 1983. No, because he beat, Ric Flair beat him in um, that, 
November 83. And that's when he kept tight for, for, for a long time. I already never got it back then. Okay. That's a, so, so this match, him winning this match against Flair was his last run with the title. No. Oh, no. Okay. I thought you said it was. Okay. So, I couldn't remember. So, that's why I'm asking. So, so he beat Flair again for the title, and then Flair won the back and started the first star pack. And that's the one where in Greensboro he came in on the helicopter, right? No. I'm all over the place. <laughs> and Kurt just keep, uh, no. <laughs> but anyway, uh, coming up next in 1996, um, and we're going to go, we'll go through these and then we'll come back to a couple of them because a couple of them, a couple of them are very significant in the, the trajectory of wrestling. Um, 1996. Scott Hall unveils his big surprise on WCW Monday Nitro when Kevin Nash made his return to the promotion. Previously working for WCW as various outlandish characters such as Vinny Vegas and Oz and Master Blaster Steel, uh, <laughs> Nash had left for the WWF in 1993 and found significant stardom as Diesel. I don't know that I would say significant. That'll come up when we talk about this. Um, his return alongside Hall kicked off the historic NWO angle that ran for over four years on and off. Then in 2002, Stone Cold Steve Austin walked out from, I didn't realize this was in Atlanta. Yep. Shit, yeah. I did not realize yeah. that. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin walked out of WWE just hours before Raw was due to go live from Atlanta, Georgia. On the show, he was booked to face and lose to Brock Lesnar for the first time ever. Austin was enraged that WWE would give away such a potentially historic match on Raw, and this kept and this kept many months of frustration with his booking in the company and his physical condition. Austin would not appear for WWE again until February of 2003. Uh, in 2005, there was a special hardcore homecoming event that took place in the old ECW arena in Philadelphia. The event was organized as something of a counterpoint to WWE's ECW one-night stand that would take place in New York City the following day. Uh, primarily put together by former ECW world champion Shane Douglas and TNA's Jeremy Borash, the event utilized many of the performers not booked for WWE's event, but did also include some that were. The main event was a throwback to one of ECW's most famous bouts and saw Sabu defeat uh, Shane Douglas and Terry Funk in a no-ropes barbed wire three-way dance. 2008, going by the name of Tiffany, WWE Diva Search 2007 finalist Taryn Terrell made her proper WWE TV debut on ECW on Sci-Fi as the assistant to general manager Teddy Long. I forgot that they were on Sci-Fi at one point in time. Yep. 2012, the cockroach of uh, wrestling promotions TNA Slammiversary took place at College Park Center in Arlington, Texas. Two titles changed hands on that night. Uh, Brooke Tessmacher defeated Gail Kim to win the TNA Knockouts Championship, and the team of AJ Styles and Kurt Angle defeated Bad Influence, which was comprised of Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian, to win the TNA World Tag Team Championship. In the main event, Bobby Roode retained the TNA World Heavyweight Championship against Sting. 
Uh, finally, in 2019, on an episode of WWE Raw from the SAP Center in San Jose, California, Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins lost their Raw Tag Team Championship to the Revival, uh, Dash Wilder and Scott Dawson, in a triple threat match, also including the Usos. Damn it, man, the Revival. So that's what happened on on uh, June 10th of these years. And two of the things that, that uh, we three wanted to talk about in particular was the event in 1996 with Kevin Nash uh, showing up at, at Nitro and then the 2002 uh, situation where Stone Cold walked out on WWE. We'll save that one for last because that one probably had a bigger impact, not only on wrestling, but on his career um, as well. <clears throat> I don't think it can be understated or overstated, rather, how important um, the NWO storyline was to wrestling, at least in in the beginning. Um, that everything took off from there. Um, thanks to the NWO storyline, we had an attitude era. Without the NWO storyline, it is very unlikely that you would have had the raw attitude era. Um, so I think Kevin Nash returning to WCW was very significant, and I think that's probably where uh, I, you can argue with about Hogan. Hogan was probably the best surprise, but I think the NWO should have probably began and ended with those three. Um, maybe one more person when you added six. But uh, what did you guys think about um, Kevin Nash returning when you saw it on Nitro, Brandon? I was six years old. I don't remember. <laughs> uh, you know what? I have to remember that. I have to remember that. <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, shit. Yep. So, Kurt, uh, as I was saying. <laughs> what, I need plus bubble. You know? <laughs> no, no, you're good. I keep forgetting it. I keep forgetting it. Um, but <laughs> so, Kurt, what did you think when, when Kevin Nash showed up? I thought it was big. Um, because of two things. Number one, they left WWE to come WCW. And the second thing is, it was very big because they're using their real name. Yes. And yes. I thought that was huge to go along with the outsider, you know, thing, but you're using the actual real names in life. Like, this is my real name in life. My name is Kevin Nash. My name is Scott Hall. And they're using their real name. Yeah. I, uh, I thought that was huge. I just remember him showing up. And it... it at first, when, when Nash or when Hall showed up, nobody, I mean, I, there were smart fans at the time, I'm sure, that knew what was going on. Speaking for myself, I didn't know what was going on. All I knew is that Razor Ramon was in Macon, Georgia, or, or yeah, Macon, Georgia, uh, coming down the, the stairs and, and jumping the, uh, the rail. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? And, um, then when, Nash showed up. I'm just like, what the hell is going on? These, you know, Razor Ramon was a significant talent in WWF at the time. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Now, <clears throat> go ahead, Kurt. And that's why when I when I thought about the other day, uh, I didn't realize that how short a run did uh, Kevin Nash had in WWF before he went back to WCW. Because I think he became a bigger star in WCW than he ever was in WWE Absolutely. or WWF. And, and that's, that's the only reason I said that I wouldn't call his run in 
uh, WWE significant stardom. Not, not at all. I think Scott Harwood was in in WWF was bigger. His name, I think, his name was bigger in WWE WWF back then than in, end up in WCW. I think he made his name in WWE in WWF back then. Absolutely, I think I think the reason people say that is because of his association with Shawn Michaels. I, I agree. I agree. Um, now that's that's not taking anything away from Kevin Nash. Um, I personally, I was just never a fan of Diesel as a character. Um, I like Kevin Nash much. I like Kevin. I think I said it in the in the pregame. I thought Vinny Vegas was decent. Um, yeah, a little hokey, but come on, it was the early nineties, man. I, mean, I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny. <laughs> Every, yeah. Everything in wrestling in the early 90s was hokey. I, I watched some of those old clips of him being Vinny Vegas. I thought it was pretty damn funny. Oh, if you want to see a funny clip of, of Kevin Nash and one of those old gimmicks, find the clip of him as Oz with the monkey on his shoulder when he comes out to come down the ramp. And the pyro goes off. That monkey lost his shit. <laughs> And Kevin, oh, Nash, Kevin Nash damn near hung him up because it's on a leash or whatever. And the, and the monkey's trying to hop off and, and damn thing's just almost hanging itself. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but then after, after Nash showed up, you had, you had Hogan join and then, uh, DiBiase showed up. DiBiase kind of showed up and then just went away without ever being mentioned again. Uh, I thought they kicked him out. No, they didn't kick him out. No, he just kind of went away. He he because the the idea behind it, he was supposed to be the money man behind everything as a play on the million dollar man. Right. So he was the one that was supposed to be funding everything, which is He's why basically he was Eric Bischoff before Eric Bischoff. Okay, so right. so, let, let, so let's be let, let's let, let's be honest about what happened. Eric Bischoff saw what was going on and said, "Hey." That need to be me, and got rid of Ted DiBiase and put himself in. There. I can see that happening because what I was about so to that, say. that is, that is what happened. <laughs> you know, that, that is what happened. Eric saw, you know, his spot, his time to be on the um, big screen as as a somebody, and he moved. He removed Ted DiBiase and put himself in that in that spot. And they talked about that for years now, since he's been with Conrad and before. Once Jr. got on there. Ah, okay. Yeah, because I, I was I was gonna say this is why I call bullshit on Eric Bischoff saying that he brought them back as I'm coming back to WCW who disrespected me and now I'm gonna show them that I'm a bigger star and this and that. I call bullshit on that. It was what everybody thought it was, an invasion of WWF. Yeah. And Eric to this day, as much as I like Eric Bischoff and, and respect him, to this day he will not admit that. He says that it was not that's not the plan. That wasn't the plan. I'm like, okay, if that wasn't the plan yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I call bullshit on that. Yes. If that wasn't the plan, then why is Scott Hall still speaking with the like supposed Puerto Rican or Cuban accent? Yeah. And like I said, Eric Bischoff saw the his light uh to be in the spot with his time to be in the spotlight and remove Teddy Biasi and put himself in that spot. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I would ask Brandon to expand, but Brandon was six, so <laughs> yeah, that just that that blows my goddamn mind right now. Just thinking about that. Yeah, I mean, I never, I never thought about that. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what I said. Earlier when he, I don't remember. No, I don't remember watching none of this live. You had, I, I had to go back and rewatch all right. these stuff. So it's like I already knew, kind of knew what happened. I just didn't see it live. Yeah. So because I didn't understand at the time what exactly <laughs> was going on. I would literally have to go back and watch an entire timeline of shit to actually really grasp the concept. Of well, I think that we we definitely gonna do that because you, we definitely all look at it at the same time to go back and relive that because yeah, it was a right. big moment. Yeah, but it was definitely a big moment. What I can comment on was when uh, Hulk, was, was when Hogan um, joined the NWO. I I actually do remember that because I remember my brother bringing home the tape. And we sat down and watched the tape. I want to say it went too long after that happened or whatever. And I remember seeing, because I didn't, to be honest with you, I didn't get introduced to Hulk Hogan in the red and yellow. I was introduced to Hulk Hogan when he was Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And so when I saw all the red and yellow stuff, I was like, what is this? And then he went back and showed me everything. And I was like, oh. And even just as a little kid, I could kind of see like, damn, that him turning was literally like a big deal because I had never seen fans throw trash in the ring. Yeah, that that night was that was surreal. Like, it must have been a big deal, like a big, big deal. And, you know what I'm and, saying? That's just like John uh, Cena turning heel right now. So, <laughs> and and when, for our younger for our younger listeners, when he says tape, kids, he's referring to a VHS tape. Tape that used to go into this thing called a VCR, a video cassette oh, yeah. recorder. So some of y'all don't even know what that is. Kirk, don't that blow your mind too? Some it of these does, folks man. don't even know what a VHS right. tape is, man. Nope. And, and I have a thousand of them in my closet right now. <laughs> a thousand of them. I got my, my my VCR broke, by, so I got to try to find another one because I'm not getting rid of my tape. Hey, I just found my old when I was moving. I just <laughs> found my old Friday tape. So I got that one too. The original, the original, the original version of it with everything. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know if it's still working. That it's so dusty. And then the next big thing that happened on June 10th was in 2002 when Stone Cold walked out on WWE. Um, this I could comment on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going to say, I think you can comment on this one. Oh, yeah, um, I remember this one vividly, yeah. But Stone Cold has since said that he he doesn't regret why he was upset. He only regrets how he handled the situation. He stands by why he was upset, and, and I agree. Um, because of the fact that, I mean, you gave away that match. You were trying to give away that match on TV for free. And everybody could have made major dollars because that's when, that's when Lesnar did things other than just suplex people. But I don't, I don't think, I don't think Steve's being honest. So the real thing about it was they wanted Brock to squash him in like 12 seconds and be done with. Do you think that's what it was over over just giving the the match away for free? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. okay. if you go, yeah, if you go yeah, back and look, Jim Ross, yeah, he was like, you know, they want you want me to squash on TV on on a paper on on, on TV and in that amount of time, he's like, I'm not doing that. And he went and got Deborah like Deborah, we leave. Oh hell no! Yeah, they want they want they want to brought the squash him on TV, and he's like, I'm not doing. Yep, in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's when he left. He, he went and got there and said, we going on. Man, all the cool shit happens in Atlanta. Scott Hall showed up. Steve Austin walked out. <laughs> Dusty got his arm broke. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, hey. But, yeah, I mean, you, you got a point there, Kurt. I mean, I can see that. A, a guy at, at the, the point of his career and how hard he'd worked to get to the top 
being squashed on TV, I can, when you putting it in those plain terms, yeah, I can, I can see that now. I can see that. Yeah. You're right. He may not be being honest. So, um, that could have destroyed, if it would have went down a different way, that could have destroyed, that pretty, that could have destroyed his career. Well, I don't, I, I don't think it would have destroyed it because, you know, as humans, we forget everything. And yeah. what I was always taught in wrestling, when something like that happened, who nobody remembers and they don't. Right. But I think at, at, at that time, Steve was so big in the in wrestling world, and his ego was so big, he was like, if you have lost your motherfucking mind, do you think I'm going to let anybody squash me on TV? That's yeah, I, and, and I agree. I agree. And he, and he, and he was right. Yeah. He was absolutely right. He was right. I, yeah, it could be anybody else. It could have been Val Venus. Because his whole thing was, he, but then, and he, just, he was like, I don't mind losing at all. But you're right. not going to squash me on TV. He's like, I'm not doing that. Yeah, he's I, like you. He's, he's I have, he, and he, this week he's I have no, he's I have, have no problem doing business, but I would not be squashed on TV. Right. I'm not doing that. Now here's here's something that I'll say to what you said, Brandon. You talked about him being squashed could have ruined his career. Him walking out did ruin his career. Did he? Um, because when he came back, nothing was the same. It was it was just different. I I didn't like. The heel Steve Austin or the Stone Cold. Well, that was, yeah, yeah. That was before that, though. Oh no, I'm just saying in general. I didn't. I, what I was, I was uh, leading up to a point with that. I didn't like the okay. the heel Steve Austin, um, but even that didn't kill. And fans didn't like it either. By the way, no, they did not. No, um, no they did. But that didn't kill his career. Him walking out the way he did. I don't think the fans turned on him. I just think that while he was gone, some major shit happened, and they were like, oh, there's other shit here than Steve. There's The yeah. Rock, there's The Undertaker, there's this, because he was so big that he almost eclipsed everything that was going on in wrestling. Because yeah. I don't I don't think people, I mean, I know you guys do, and I know the, the hardcore wrestling fans do, I don't think the, the casual fan gets how important Steve Austin as an individual was to the wrestling business once he made that or once he did that um Austin three sixteen promo. Everything yep. in the business fucking changed. Yep. Everything. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Um Absolutely. so yeah, I mean he was he was huge and just when when he took that time away from from uh what was that June to February of the next year. I didn't realize it was that long. Yeah. I, I actually thought it was longer. I, I was. I, it, I thought it was. I thought it was longer as well. I thought he was going like a, a year. Yeah, I did too. I did too. I thought he was going like a year or so. Um, but when he came back, I think that gave fans a chance to not that they didn't like The Rock or The Undertaker or whoever else was going on it or was in the ring at that time. Not that they didn't like them, but this gave them a chance to enjoy them. And when he came back, it was just. I mean, the fans. The fans liked him, but it just, it was not the same. And they couldn't recapture yeah. that lightning in a bottle. Nah, they, yeah. This is one of the things, it's, it's like, number one, it's out of sight, out of mind, and then yep. you had all this new blood that was coming in, and they were good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, like you said, like, hey, it's something else on Raw and SmackDown other than Stone Cold. Yeah, Austin. man, because you got to think, um, I don't remember. I don't remember exactly what year they hit the Raw and SmackDown main rosters, but you had the classes coming out of OVW that had Orton, Cena, 
Lesnar, Shelton Benjamin, and Charlie Haas. I mean, it, I mean, so you had talent, and you already had talent there, and you had younger talent coming up from your developmental program. And so, yeah, when he came back, man, things, like even for me, I was a huge Steve Austin fan. I went and bought so many Steve Austin shirts for Pro Image at South Lake Mall that the guy that owned the stores, that when they would deliver those shirts, he would save my size behind the counter. And when I came in, he would give it to me. Well, not give it to me. I had to pay for it. But that's how often I went and bought Steve Austin shirts. I had a shit ton of Austin 316 shirts. Now looking interesting. Now looking back on it, I probably looked like a an idiot walking around with Steve Austin three sixteen on my on my chest or back every damn day. But you know, <laughs> those were those were younger times. I was able to oh, look cool. like a fool. Those that were thing. cool shirts. They oh, were. Cool. They absolutely were. Homeboys, they used to wear those shirts all the time. You know what shirt I never did own? Which is which is it blows my mind that I never owned I never owned an NWO shirt and I never owned a Degeneration X shirt. I still want the jersey. The DX jersey. I still want it. I, I, I still want it. <laughs> yeah. I've always, I have a motto I've always lived by. I never bought a jersey with, and want anybody name some other than my own on the back. I, 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 I have a problem with that. You have a problem with it? Yeah. Yeah. I never want anybody else's <laughs> name on my back. Never. <laughs> okay. And I've never bought a jersey with a name on it. Now, here, here's what, here's what I'll say. I don't understand cats. Me and me and uh, a mutual friend of ours, uh, Kurt, used to work with a guy that had tons of jersey. He would come into work and change once he got to work. He came in one day wearing a, a Washington Bullets West Unsell jersey. Oh wow! And we were like, "Whoa, got the Unsell!" And he was like, "Yeah, I don't know who it is. I just like the jersey." <laughs> what? I was <laughs> like. I I can't. Whereas you say you don't want anybody else's name on your back, I can't rock a, a jersey because it looks good. If I don't like that team or that player, right? Exactly. Yeah, I like. Exactly. I think. The, I, think like, the, I think the the uh, Coyotes have some nice looking jerseys, but I don't watch hockey. I think the Kings have some nice jerseys, but I don't watch hockey. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not doing that. Cause I have. <laughs> so, so wait a minute, wait a minute. If, if, if Brandon and I went in together and bought you a number eight, it has to have Wyndham on the back, not eight. Absolutely. Hey, I ain't got no problem with that. I can see. I mean, I know I don't have a problem with it. I've just never, and I'm not There's saying no that like it's a bad thing. I've just never heard anybody say it like that, make that statement. Yeah, I, just, I, don't, I just have a problem. Like, I, I never was into it. Never. Damn. So you, know you like you never owned a wrestling shirt at all? No. Oh wow. Hmm. No. If my name is not on it, I'm not wearing. It. I had I other had than, shirts uh, other than, other than the Scott the Starcast uh, t-shirt you bought me with on the front. I will wear that. But anybody name on my back other than mine, I'm not wearing. It. <laughs> well, I'm glad I, I'm glad I didn't it, buy I, you anything with Ric Flair on the back. Then. <laughs> man, I never thought about it that way. But as a person, I love jerseys. And I'm like, I, I need to go. I want to get, you know, like an Atlanta Braves jersey with my name on it. Okay. Off, way off topic here, but we're way off topic right now anyway. Um, <laughs> if you want a Braves jersey, I've seen ads on Facebook 
I'm, I'm sure you can find them on the MLB shop, but they've got green and black ATLian Acuna jerseys. Oh yeah, I saw those. I saw. Those. I want those one of those. So they, put those they put those out during. Um, they had the Outcast Day. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw those. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'm like you. I love I love jerseys. Um, I hate that they went out of style. Um, I've got in my uh, in my closet went out of style. In my closet bring, right now, bring them back. In my closet it's, it's right now sits a number three Abdul Rahim Hawks jersey. Oh, I remember those. Sharif Abdul Rahim. But not look. They're they're technically not. They're not. Really out of style. It's just the baggy look of it is out of style. Yeah. You don't want to wear a jersey that's five sizes too. Yeah, I, I, and I'm sorry. As long as you I'm wear not... it like it's like a regular, you can wear it like you know it fits. It's like a regular shirt or whatever, and you know it's fine. But um, to your point about the guy who wore the West Unsell <laughs> jersey from the Washington Bullets, I have a Cincinnati Reds Jody Bench jersey in my closet. If I didn't know who Jody Bench was, and he's a, one of the best catches ever. If I didn't know who he was, it was no way I was going to buy that jersey. Right. I can't. Like, no I, I had a Stackhouse jersey. I like Jerry Stackhouse. But I, I, if I didn't know who Jerry Stackhouse was, I'm like, I'm not going to go uh, Craig Hodges. I'm not going to go wear a Craig Hodges jersey just because. I'm not, you don't know who the hell Craig Hodges is. <laughs> Wait, you don't know who Craig Hodges is? No. That's my, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I, Damn it, I keep forgetting he was only born in <laughs> And actually, he's one of my father's best friends. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, wow. I, so, my, I, my, my, so let me tell you how I thought my daddy was lying to me back in the day. So back in the day when Chicago was winning, he was on those teams. Yeah, he was like, um, you know, that's my that's my homeboy. That's my one of my best friends. I was like, get the hell out of here. He was like, nah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> like, nah, for real. So last year, my father turned 70, and he was at my father's house. And I said, let me tell you about, you know, what, what my daddy told me years ago. He was like, yeah, he said, he said, Kurt, that's one of my best friends right there. Wow. He said, we've been best friends for years. I was like, really? He said, yeah. And I'm telling him he was there from the time I got there to the, t- he, to the time I left. He was there all day. And when I came back the next morning, he was he, he came back before I did. Damn. Wow. Yeah. I'm telling him they were like best friends. And I'm like, I can't believe this right now. Yeah, he was he was a sharpshooter, Brandon, and he won the three point contest one year. He only played for Chicago yeah. a couple of seasons or whatever. Oh, but uh, yeah, he. Uh, I, I think he won the title with him, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and I was about to bring that up. I was on the dock one day of one of my jobs, and we were all just kind of standing around talking about championships. <clears throat> and one of the guys on the dock was saying without a championship it don't mean it don't mean shit or your career don't mean shit or something like that. I That's said a so, lie. I said so you're telling That's me I said so you're telling me Craig Hodges simply because he has a ring is better than Charles Barkley. He didn't want to answer that yet. Because he know that he know that he, <laughs> he knows this statement it's, would be it's, bullshit. It's, it's bullshit. You can't say that. That's just like saying Dan Marino is not one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time just because he didn't win a Super Bowl. Hell, at least got he got there, one. You got there his rookie year, man, and never made it back. Yeah. Never he made never it back. Had, whatever, for had, whatever reason, he never made it back. He never had a team after that first team. He never had. They never had a running game. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Never. So, and then. Um, but, 
What was I about to say? God damn it, I just forgot. Well, let me pose while you think about it. Let's pose this question. Do you think that, um, since we were talking about Star Cold, do you think that Star Cold's career would have been the same had he had never won a, uh, a world title? No. Well, hold on. Hold on. Let me back up. He won the world title because he won King of the Ring. I think had he not won King of the Ring, I think I don't think we would have seen what we saw. I agree. Um, and then the prom- you got to add the promo and stuff into yeah. that too. That went- right, and, and, right. I agree with that. The, the, like I said, that promo changed everything. But with Triple H and, and uh, the artful Dodger, as Jim Cornette calls him, denies <laughs> denies this. But Triple H being punished for the the curtain call. They decided to go with Austin over Triple H. And that promo was not planned. I mean, yes, the promo was planned in the sense that he was to go to the podium after the win. But the Austin 316 thing, Stone Cold came up with that off the top of his head. Mm -hmm. And that changed the trajectory of his career forever. So they had already handpicked Stone Cold to move on and to do better. I just, <clears throat> I don't think we would have seen the megastar that we saw had it not. And they didn't, yeah, and they didn't know he was going to be that right. big. Oh, nobody was, could have guessed they that. Like, that was just lightning in the box. Yeah. He was, he was, he was a good wrestler. He's been a good wrestler the entire time he's been in wrestling. He was good as stunning Steve Austin. He was good as Stone Cold. He was good as the ringmaster. It's just the ringmaster and stunning, stunning Steve Austin. Didn't turn anybody's head. Nope. Stone Cold turned people's head because of I what think, he was saying and doing. I think that superstar Steve Austin, when he was in ECW, turned some heads too. There you go. It just didn't get. He wasn't there that long, so it didn't get. You didn't get really had time to put the marinate. But yeah. I think that definitely turned some heads then because you seen another side of him from when he was stunning Steve in WCW. Yeah. Because he was he was wrestling good matches, cutting good promos, and all of that with yep. with in WCW and before that it was what was it, USWA, yeah. Um, so I mean he's been good the entire time, and I think eventually that talent was going to be highlighted like it was him running the King of the Ring. However, I think without the promo, Steve Austin wouldn't have had the same career. Um, had they just ended that match right then and there, you wouldn't have seen the same, in my opinion, you wouldn't have seen the same megastar that we saw. What do you think, Kurt? I agree. Definitely agree. So, now, what I was going to say is we were also talking about number of titles that people have won. And everybody was arguing, and this was years ago, they were arguing Still, they're doing it today, the the LeBron-Jordan argument. I said, well, if we're going to talk about titles, that begins and ends with Bill Russell. So one of my friends said, well, that's unfair because he played in an era where players weren't, on average, as tall as him, as athletic as him, and blah, blah, blah. I said, okay, cool. Let's let's skip past Bill Russell. I give you Bob Ory. Robert Big Game Ori. I said, dude's got seven rings. It's easy to see there's seven or eight. I said, he's got more than Jordan. Nobody wanted to say anything then. So hmm. this 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 is my argument, because I don't I don't look at the title that Jordan has over LeBron. I look at 
the time Jordan played, who he played up against, and who LeBron and his record of in the finals and how the games he the series he's lost. I agree. He's been the same finals and lost six of them. You got swept in the finals twice. Jordan never got swept in the finals. Jordan never went to a game seven. Yeah. That blew my mind when I read that. Yeah. Because I'm like, I'm sure you went to one. He never went to a game seven. I think probably Utah was probably the close, the closest team that could have took him to a game seven. And and, to- and, that, and, that, that, and that's the difference that I have. You know, I, I don't have anything against LeBron. I think LeBron is the second best player ever in the world against Jordan. But I think Jordan just was better. Yeah. Now, off the court, off off the court, <clears throat> LeBron is a million times better than Michael Jordan. One million. Yes. <laughs> One million. It's not even close at all. One million. But on the court, I think Jordan was just a, a, a killer to where he willed a team to win. And I see a lot of times LeBron take a back seat and he'll pass the ball when he should. Right. 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 Because if something go wrong, he don't want to take the he don't want to take the flag. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. He don't. He can't. He, he can't. He can't deal with it. Yeah. It's all good as long as everything's all good with him. Everything's all good. But if you lose, yeah. you don't want to take the, you don't you don't want to take the blame for that. You don't handle that well. Basketball to me just it's it's not what it used to be anyway. Um, it's it's up. now it's a it's a it's a glorified and and look I take nothing away from talented players. <clears throat> But these days, it's a glorified five-on-five uh, five uh, game at the park. Guys jacking up three-pointers from half court on the regular when they still got time on the shot clock. Right. I don't care if you hit 40% of them. As but a- what pisses me off is, you know, as fans, you, and you have people out here paying, you know, going to work, really can't afford a game, paying their hard on money, and these motherfuckers not even playing. Right. Nope. They playing no defense. <clears throat> no, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm saying they're not even playing. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The, the players sit out because they, you know, yeah. Yeah, they, Pop, Pop was bad. Oh, get your ass out there and play. He ruined the You're game not, with that. Right. He ruined the game with that. And all these other teams adjusting to that and not playing. The NBA really needs to do something about that. I agree. Yeah. Especially, especially, especially the especially charge. Especially, especially, and and I think and I think this is what they need all to do when. When you roll games, I think all superstars need to be it need to be mandatory for you to play roll games. Mandatory. Now, if you want to start at home, that's fine because you can play more home games than roll. But on the road, you have to play on the road. That's mandatory unless you hurt. Yep. Ain't no fucking sitting out of none that these people pay pay their hard earned money for you to see you play. You gonna play, especially especially if you are a marquee team. You are a Golden State Warriors, um, uh, uh, the Lakers, um. Who else am I missing? Miami Heat. The Knicks. Denver Nuggets. You can, uh, you can say what you want, but the Knicks are still a, a hot item. They're still one of the top yeah. TV teams. Oh, the superstar on the – They, they, need, to be, they, need, to be, they need to be made – Road games need to be mandatory. You, you have to play. You have right. to play. So, folks, I would just like to remind you that this is the Wrestling With Your Thoughts podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say – I will say – this 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 episode was titled Freestyle Fan Addicts. So we're just talking sports here, talking shop, uh, which will happen from time to time. Shit, we had a conversation about sneakers a couple of weeks ago. 
Um, but yeah, it's it's, it's all good, man. Um, it's ironic. It's I'm not to cut you off, but it's ironic that this show is titled Fanatics, and that's who make all the jerseys and shit. Believe it or not, that's who. That's actually who is um, running WWE's um, merchandise now. Yeah, I, I, saw I just thought that about that. That 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 shocked me when I saw it. I was like, "What?" Yep, for the first time in yeah. in their history, the the merchandise is no longer handled in house. Wow! So yeah. that just you know, it's it's just ironic that this show is titled Fanatics. I guess the next show gonna be entitled Mental and Ness or something. I don't know. Makes so, throwbacks. Well, man, we're gonna get ready to get out of here, folks. Um, this show was was fun. Um, it wasn't. We didn't have a. a a hard structure that we followed or whatever. I uh, just wanted to get on and talk a little bit as, as fans, uh, rather than reporting news, reporting ratings and things like that. Just wanted to have a conversation as fans. And I think it went pretty well myself. Um, Kurt, you got anything to say to the folks before we get out of here? Uh, enjoy the weekend. Um, not really nothing going on this weekend. Uh, so try to relax and have a good day. All right. Brandon, what about you? I ain't got too much to say. Y'all have a nice week. Shout out to all my teachers out there that's on vacation and ain't got work. <laughs> uh, he had to do it, didn't he, Kurt? He had to I do can't it. help it. Oh, uh, man. Folks been talking shit to me for the last two weeks. <laughs> yeah, every chance I get. You can right. Every chance I get. Right, yeah, yeah, no. I'm like, look, man. I said, you can take a two month vacation too if you want to now. I don't know what it's going to do for your finances, but hey, you know, if you want to do, go ahead. Be over here with me. You know, it's all good, man. Just, you know, everybody, everybody, everybody. R.A. George, thank you for joining us, but we're about to get out of here. Um, be back next week, Sunday at 10 a.m. We do the show Saturday. live. Saturday. Saturday. See, I did it again. <laughs> I did it again. Really? Shit, I'm trying. And, and look, wasn't I, wasn't I the one snapping about promoting the show? Yeah. I'm the one snapping about promoting the show and can't even do that right. <laughs> but check us out Saturday at 10 a.m. next week and every week we go live. The uh, The show we do on Saturday will then be available for everybody to listen to on Sunday at 10 a.m. We'll be back next week. A little bit uh, to talk about next week, we're probably going to announce when we'll do our very first, or not very first, but our next watch along. So stay tuned for that. Thank you, everybody, for the support. Thank you for tuning in. We will see you next week. Kurt, send us out of here. Peace. See y'all later. Holler.